It's your boy, the one and only Ace, which, why my mic keep, my mic got erectile dysfunction. I'm going to tighten it up though. Oh, I'm going to tighten it up. I don't mean to sound erotic, but. Come on, come on, work with me, please. <sighs> you good? Oh, don't you do that to me. Don't you do that to me. Don't you dare do this to me. Don't do this. Don't do this. You good? You good? Okay. <laughs> As I was really interrupted by my mic. Um, What up, y'all? It's your boy. The one and only Ace, which, aka, who keep putting this Jello in my pants, aka, who keep who keep giving me barbecue sauce. I I didn't ask for this much barbecue sauce. Aka Dokomaki Tiger Dropper. Aka the Nigga Master. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites. Episode. I'm losing track. 174. 174. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, a part of me was gonna record, but then some issues happened. Um, uh, all of it now my camera wanna wanna cooperate, so it's cool. I I did the same thing. I was starting to get ready and then just everything just started happening. I'm like, I'm I'm not, I don't have the patience today. <sighs> so that's why I'm here. I am here now though. Uh got some catching up to do, but definitely some interesting stuff that did happen throughout this week and of course the past weeks <laughs> that I at least was initially planning planning to uh discuss some things, but I'm glad I caught what I caught. Not, not, uh, that, that could be misinterpreted out. I meant a time code. Sorry about that. I'm in a time code. I swear. Swears. Um, yeah. It feels like it feels like it's been so long, but I don't know what is time anymore. Nonetheless, um, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Um, first topic of discussion. Mortal Kombat one finally has been revealed. Um, shouts out to Bill, Bill B, Bill, Bill Coon, uh, on Twitter who, uh, leaked, um, Mortal Kombat one before it was announced about like a week or so ago. Um, pretty much dead on the nose. Um, so the credibility is, 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 is intact. Um, literally the next game is called Mortal Kombat one that has been announced. So. For those people that may not know, 
Mortal Kombat 1 basically is essentially a reboot. Um, basically, it seems to be taking uh, the Aftermath DLC for Mortal Kombat 11 in the, as canon, uh, where essentially he's starting starting the, the timeline anew, essentially. Um, and you can definitely see that in the trailer uh, that released earlier today. You got, you got, um, who do you got? You got, uh, what looks to be, um, it's, I think it's pretty much a given at this point, at least what everybody's speculating, uh, very young, uh, writing. So that's interesting. Uh, I thought it was at least at first, I thought it was two Kung Laos or like some weird, like multiversal, like alternate versions of Kung Lao or something like that, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, so yeah, I think one person was riding cause the hat looked very similar to his, uh, his mortal Kombat one, um, you know, uh, iconic hat. I don't even know what you, you officially call it, but let's just call it Asian hat. That's kind of racist, but you know what? We just going to keep it rolling. Um, what else? Kung Lao. Um, we saw Kitana as well as Melina, which a lot of people were, <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, no spoilers, but, uh, a lot of people were not pleased, uh, with what happened to, uh, Melina in, uh, it was either 10 or 11. Um, so there is that, uh, of course you got, it wouldn't be Mortal Kombat without Sub-Zero and Scorpion. So they showed them, but then there's this weird dynamic they, they refer to as, uh, what was it? Cosmic cosmic characters. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me scourge a little bit. It was, I think they were called cosmic or, uh, cosmic or something. So cameo, cameo fighters. So at least one of the details choose from a unique roster of cameo fighting partners to assist you in battle. Excuse me. So I guess what this, at least is very much implied is that these specific characters are going to be like, like tag in characters. So you pick your, you know, your default character or whatever character you intend to play as. And then I, I, it's, it seems to be like, in addition to that, you pick a cameo fighter who basically I'm assuming it's like a button assigned to your, you know, to your uh, controller setup that you press it and then they'll come in and assist probably like help with combos. Um, one cool potential thing, maybe, uh, some unique fatalities. Maybe they call it a cameoality. Um, I mean, you know, um, cameoality. Kung Lao wins. Cameoality. I mean, hey, I've 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 heard worse. I've heard worse. Cami cameality cameo cameo cameality. Liu Kang wins. Cameality. <laughs> like the friendship. <laughs> Friendship, friendship, 
Oh, that's that's that, that seems to be cool. Uh, so what's interesting is that both Sub Zero and Scorpion are cameo fighters. So does that mean that they're not going to be standard fighters? Which I don't think so. I think my guess is that there is going to be some characters that maybe can be both, or maybe like the the whole cast that 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 are like fully playable can also be cameo fighters and maybe they have different like attributes in that regard. I don't know. Um, shows showed Shang, 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 Sung. Um, of course, Liu Kang, uh, who's a fire God now. I mean, uh, you had some time to play, but, uh, so it's weird. So like Liu Kang is like, writing now now he's starting a whole timeline which is actually a pretty cool concept when you think about it I'm, I'm i'm into it i'm into it um yeah super super young shang sung that is interesting so they, it's like they're pretty much rebooting the whole mortal kombat franchise which is not really a bad idea considering how like muddied up um how muddied up the uh the whole the whole franchise got with the like 3d era of games and a lot of very odd just out of place characters that they you know created and developed or what have you so i can get behind it i could get behind it um yeah so you got that you know you got you you got him doing his thing uh Liu kang um yeah, he's got the he's got the fire and the ice, I guess, or fire and thunder. One of the I think fire and thunder. So yeah, at least within the trailer, they were showing. Uh, hey, it ain't a Mortal Kombat game without that 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 nasty, disgusting, vile, but um, just permeating violence. And uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You best believe. Um, so that was that was dope. Um, yeah, it looks like a, just a whole new setting. Um, it's not really much that could have, that could be really, I don't know, taken from this. Uh, I guess that's interesting. Like Kung Lao is now, I think the dynamic between Kung Lao and Raiden is probably going to be similar to Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao. Maybe that, <laughs> that'd be a premise for Shaolin, Shaolin monks too. That'd be interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, also, um, this is, this has been a very interesting, uh, aspect of the game. So, you know, of course, three versions, regular premium edition and mortal Kombat one collector's edition. Um, and I think the lower two, uh, editions, you can play, uh, the game early. I think for everybody else is May 19th, but if you get the, the last two editions, it, uh, comes out like a week earlier, technically, um, got a costume for Johnny cage who, uh, who has uh John Claude Van Damme's likeness, which is, you know, funny because in the first Mortal Kombat, that's who Johnny cage was inspired from. I think, uh, the movie blood sport or whatever. So that's, that's a nice, cool little callback. Um, that's tempting. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so you got that, but I say the biggest interesting aspect of this game is that 
the the game is coming out on PS5 uh Series S and X and also a Nintendo Switch. So I that just raises a lot a lot of questions in terms of uh well first off, technically that's kinda cross gen because it's they're releasing it for a very uh well at this point pretty much an old console. Um and also the fact that they're releasing it for releasing it for switch, but not releasing it for PS4 or um, uh, Xbox one, which is interesting that uh, they, they aren't, they're developing it for the switch, but not the Xbox and PS4. It's like, if they're doing both, they might as well. And you know, they, there is a dedicated development team that isn't like, um, isn't, a like tied to the other development teams essentially. So there's separate teams working on, um, this Nintendo switch version, uh, a separate team on the PC version. And then like, um, uh, I would assume a core team on the, uh, PS five and Xbox series versions. So, I mean, it just, that ra- it raises a lot of questions. Apparently, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was native and, you know, probably a, a, a very good testament of how far you can push the Nintendo switch, but how, how are they going to do it again? Like, and then I think a lot of people's minds instantly were, were going to uh, stream a, a cloud version of Mortal Kombat 11, which on a lot of levels, that sounds like a horrible idea. Just could just imagine the, the frame, the input lag just being, being just ridiculous. Um, so you got that, uh, yeah, damn, damn. Yeah. That's just, uh, I don't know. I'm very curious of that version specifically, just to see how, how they managed to get that to work and (laughs) hopefully it's well, but I mean, a a lot of people said the graphics were pretty bad for the, uh, the switch for, uh, MK 11 on the switch. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'd love to see more gameplay, which I think we'll see, um, at the PlayStation direct, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, but overall, finally, finally we get just this, we get, we get the sweet release of finally knowing what the damn game is and what all these teases that Boone was doing, you know, Oh, oh, it's, uh, the, the, the clock is 12, which, which means Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, um, wait, wait, no, it skipped 12. So it's not the next it's, it's starting again, <laughs> but, uh, it's it, at the same time, it's kind of fun, but like it was, it was dragging on a little too much. Just all the teases like, come on, don't, don't give me blue balls, Ed, please don't. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. Uh, huh, moving on. Um, Overwatch two. What are we gonna do about you? I wasn't. I wasn't trying to rhyme, but I did. So Overwatch two. Uh, they had a recent, um, uh, dev chat. 
uh, where they, you know, were talking about, pro- you know, progression in within the development of future updates uh, within the game. And uh, one of the big uh, uh, bombs they did drop is that basically they are pretty much totally scrapping the original PVE concept that they they showed us before the game released. So basically it was like pretty much a competitor to PVP where PVE you had, you know, progression. Oh my God, are you doing it again? Please don't do that to me. Um, where, you know, we had an issue with the progression and uh, skill trees um, and, you know, like unique, unique um, uh, aspects that isn't in PVP. Um, so pretty much all that, you know, like that little cool teaser that they showed early or like before the game Overwatch two officially released scrapped gone, but they claim that PVE will be released seasonally as smaller co-op uh, missions that of course Overwatch had already that like you could do in Overwatch one. <laughs> so this, uh, yeah, this understandably uh, pissed pissed a lot of people off um, because at least what they were hyping up Overwatch two to be in the first place that made them justify this being Overwatch two was basically um, was was basically the PVE portion of it alongside the PVP, <laughs> and now they're like basically just, uh, you know what? No, we're not doing it. Um, I mean, obviously they, you know, spin whatever logic saying that they can't, but not a good look. I think that definitely burns a lot of fans of overwatch for sure. Cause I think there was a, I, I assume a lot of people that were maybe holding out specifically for PVE to come out that maybe weren't really into PVP and would prefer playing a, having a PVE experience like with your, with your friends or whatnot, but it's, uh, it's messed up, man. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. So yeah, as you would uh, expect, a lot of people weren't, weren't happy. Um, understandably so, because yeah, you literally made a promise, uh, that got a lot of people to jump to overwatch too. And then basically just, Oh, nope, no, we're not. Nope. Never mind. Nope. No PVE. Sorry. We thought we could do it, but we can't. So yeah, curious to see how that's going to go for the health of the game overall. Um, I mean, of course you got your people that could care less about PVE, but maybe they were curious too. Maybe they wanted to play it, but maybe they could also see how messed up it is for people who were waiting for PVE to finally release. And then they kept pushing it back as well. Uh, you know, upon the release of Overwatch 2, I, I, that was the big, big bomb that PVE wasn't going to be at launch for Overwatch 2, but then now to eventually be like, yeah, we're basically just canceling PVE. So, ah, not a good look, not a good look, Overwatch Blizzard. Um, and I guess that's another factor. Like, it's hard to, um, you know, say who, who could be at fault here. Um, I mean, knowing Blizzard, who's known to do some shady stuff like this, it could have been, you know, some, some call from higher ups to do, to do as such, you know what I mean? 
So, yeah. Yeah. Not a good look. Not a good look, Overwatch. Not at all. Not at all. Moving on. Uh, PlayStation Direct. Uh, well, my bad. Is it? I always get it confused. I thought they it was a PlayStation. I'm pretty sure they called it both PlayStation Direct and Showcase. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering. Either way. Um, nonetheless, PlayStation Showcase uh, is announced to be broadcast next Wednesday, uh, May 24th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, they said it's going to be about one hour of uh, announcements. Um, and they say they're focusing on PS5 and PSVR 2 games in development from top studios from around the world. Expect a glimpse at several new creations from PlayStation Studios as well as spell binding games from our third party partners and indie creators. So, oh yeah. Excuse me, that got me thirsty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I guess we can kind of get in, uh, in, into a uh, speculation territory at this point. Um, so yeah, like we mentioned earlier, probably, probably gonna be, we're probably going to actually see gameplay of the first gameplay of Mortal Kombat 11. I think that's pretty much a given. Um, other guess is probably a new character for Tekken eight. I'd say that's at least a, a given too. Yeah. At least an, another new, uh, I hope hope is Brian Fury. I, I'm going to call it right now. That's, that's just the hopeful in me wants it to be Brian Fury. We'll see. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of people were talking about that. It could, we could see, we, we could see, um, metal gear solid three, uh, remake. Cause you know, obviously we've talked about in the past, how heavily rumored that it is that that is being worked on. And Konami is like outsourced, uh, the IP to, some external folks, um, you know, uh, in the same vein as, uh, the silent Hill Two remake that's with a uh, blooper team. So that is pretty dope. That's pretty dope. <sighs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it's about time that we see metal gear, metal gear, come back, man. How long has it been like what? Since five and that came out in like 2015. Goodness. That's been a, what is time anymore? What is time anymore? But, uh, yeah, we could definitely, definitely could see that Pragmata, the one game from Capcom that, uh, they said, uh, they moved back from 2022 to 2023. So we'll see if they follow through with that. <laughs> May, <laughs> maybe, maybe will we see a dino crisis remake? <laughs> That's hopeful. That's hopeful. I don't know, but one can dream. Um, what's another good one that I would like to see at least? Oh, um, I think it, it, it'd be, would be pretty safe, pretty likely that we could see, uh, the Resident Evil four remake, um, 
separate separate ways DLC announced. That'd be dope. Um, from from the rumors, at least it, it seems like it's it was pretty much in uh, close to the the main games of development or something like that. That like after they were done with four, they immediately started working on the separate ways DLC. So I think that might be might be pretty safe. Might might even might even get a shadow drop. Might even get a shadow drop. You never know. Uh, probably see Final Fantasy the last. Oh, oh, how could I forget? Man, if if we were to see Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, we probably might see it here. I don't. It it seems like it seems apparent that uh, they they aren't too shy about um you know showing two Square Enix IPs uh next to each other in terms of like you know trying not to take away from a uh, final fantasy 16 by showing final fantasy seven remake rebirth. But, uh, that that's very possible. Uh, be, v- <laughs> I, I'm still in, in, uh, suspicious and, uh, I don't believe that we'll see re- rebirth by before the end of this year. I'm very skeptical of that until we, until we actually see it. But, uh, I don't know. It's possible. I'm just, it's hard for me to believe. And especially, you know, with, uh, FF 16, so close, uh, that's hard to hard to say, you know? Um, so there's that. What else? Probably like a one last trailer for street fighter six before it drops. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like they've shown pretty much everything they want to show with that. Maybe just remind you that the beta, the beta is this, um, this weekend. I want, I just personally, I just want some from Capcom, like, a uh, outbreak remake or something like that. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be a dream. Hell, even then that whatever the next resident evil they're making resident evil nine, maybe something from Atlas, some something persona maybe that that rumored persona 3 remake maybe the um whatever the next persona is they could you know i would dig that yeah i think those are probably safe um i mean i could care less about the vr stuff uh maybe we see re4 vr but i think that's a long ways out technically Maybe we'll get a tease like alongside the separate ways announcement or something like that. I could see that, but yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Uh, oh, I guess Spider-Man two, since that's supposed to be coming out in September could see like a, a pretty extensive clip of, uh, maybe some co-op gameplay between miles and Peter Parker. That'd be dope. Oh yeah, especially with the uh int- into the Spider Verse hype, that that'd be a uh, be some good cap capital, some good capitalization, you know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But yeah, uh, hopefully it delivers. Here's hoping. <laughs> Try not to get my hopes up. Be be um, what you might call it. Be uh. 
uh, cautiously optimistic. That's how I'm feeling. Moving on. Um, Call of Duty 2023, uh, is, uh, apparently, um, going to be named Modern Warfare 3 and also developed by Sledgehammer Games, who I think they previously made, I think they made Call of Duty Vanguard. Let me double check that. Yeah, uh, it was kind of like a mixed. It seemed like a lot of developers were involved, but who was the. I think mainly Sledgehammer release, but of course they mentioned that like, you know, uh, Treyarch, Raven, High Moon, Beanox and Demon were all in, were involved, but I think the primary developer was Sledgehammer. So you got that. Um, that's interesting. That's yeah, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. So <laughs> going from two right to three, that's a little odd. I mean, normally, uh, Activision like to make their main titles breathe. And you would think modern warfare, they'd want to milk, milk this as much as possible, but I guess apparently not. Um, so this could be, this could be, uh, you know, where we'll see all the premium DLC where we'll get like a whole, like greatest hits, not even greatest hits, all the hits of, um, uh, past modern warfare, you know, maps that everybody know and love, which I'm all down for. If, if modern warfare three, is is basically modern warfare 2 but they remove the awful uh delayed timed perk system and um add all of the classic maps just you know fully realized in like a you know the current current um call of duty engine whatever um hey i'm down sign me up sign me up um, and then of course, obviously they'll continue the campaign and stuff like that. Um, I guess they're going to have zombies, modern warfare three zombies. I don't know if the original three had it. I'm going to say no, but I could be wrong. Uh, I guess there's going to be, they even know the beta dates, <laughs> beta weekend one PS4, PS5. Uh, you could see that PS PlayStation exclusive exclusivity is still intact. Um, campaign early access. Okay. So that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad they're still doing the early access so you can at least people that want to legit play the campaign can get a chance to play before not feeling, you know, uh, have the FOMO when other, uh, the, the multiplayer officially releases a uh, full release, November 10th and the season one launch and new war zone map will be December 5th. Seems like a plan. Um, yeah, I mean, Hey, it, 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 part of it is a little, a little grimy in a way. Um, but at the same time, Hey, if, if they got the maps and the gameplay is pretty much on par with modern warfare two, um, and they just removed the awful timed, 
uh, tiered perk system, well, not tiered, but the time delayed perk system. They just scrap the hell out of that and give us our standard perk system. Uh, I think it'd be a solid game, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Sign me up though. I don't know who I got to talk to, but sign me up. <laughs> sign me up, please. Uh, uh, Phil Spencer, um, uh, had a pretty infamous interview on the kind of funny X cast. Um, uh, what about a week or so ago, which pretty much just made the, the headlines everywhere. Um, uh, at least I guess, uh, from hearing some of the backstory in terms of like how the interview came to be, it, it, it seemed like the intention wasn't even what was, you know, uh, it, uh, basically, uh, ended up being, uh, talked about, uh, but <laughs> basically all this horrible stuff happened right on the cusp of them. Um, you know, uh, I guess a few days, uh, prior to, uh, the interview. So, um, shout out to Snowbike Mike. He asked, he asked them questions and boy, um, Phil Spencer, he, he didn't shy away from me. He, he hit down, he hit them questions head on. So basically what I am referring to was, um, first point was that the, um, Activision Blizzard merger with, uh, with, uh, Microsoft was a uh, halted by the Europe, Europe, um, I guess equivalent to the FCC, I want to say not FCC, but, um, I think they're referred to as the CMA and, uh, they basically blocked it based off of, uh, um, I guess a fear of monopoly in, in regards to, um, as, as somebody who's not fully an expert in this mind you, but to my understanding as, uh, it was, uh, basically a fear or, you know, yeah. Fear monopoly of, of a, their streaming service where basically, I guess they, they predict or think that because Xbox is streaming, um, uh, uh you know, technology is, is so revolutionary that they felt that if with this merger, they would be too powerful or something along those lines. So they, uh, pretty much stopped the, uh, merger, um, based off that. So, uh, basically, um, well, after, before, after the interview, um, it seems like it finally did go through, um, after, uh, appealing it, um, and probably after the interview to an extent, but, uh, you know, in terms of like them watching the interview and seeing how, <laughs> how miserable they thought Phil was or whatever. But so that was another aspect. And of course, uh, Phil took it, it took it to the chin. Um, and you know, was pretty, pretty honest about it that, you know, Hey, this is unfortunate and you know, Hey, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna appeal and, you know, uh, try again, essentially. So you can only respect that. Uh, the next topic they, they, uh, talked about was, uh, of course the, the unfortunate, um, reviews and, uh, reception, uh, towards, uh, Microsoft's like pretty much first, first big, um, exclusive IP in a while, 
uh, Redfall for uh, the Xbox and uh, apparently did not review that well, not was very ho-hum, a lot of just feelings of un- being uninspired um, in terms of the world and environments and dynamic. Then there was also the bomb that, um, excuse me, the game was supposed to be 60 FPS. And I think some, some of the game early gameplay footage was shown at 60 FPS, but then, <laughs> then pretty much like literally like what a week, I think a week before the game, uh, re- released, they said, you know, guys, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, we're the game is actually going to be 30 FPS. My bad. Uh, sorry about that guys. My bad. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> uh, big oof where that oof gift at. So as you would uh, expect, gamers were outraged and very much not pleased. Um, so that definitely did not help the game at all, but then also to find out that the game was not that great. Otherwise, uh, even w- without factored in the 60 FPS. So, um, yeah, not also not a good, a good look, uh, you know, coming into his interview. So he was asked about that and basically said that, you know, Hey, uh, you know, it was unfortunate. Uh, we, I, w- which was weird was that he said that we, you know, it w- reviewed very well within our, like, I guess they did, they do mock interviews. I mean, mock uh, reviews, um, before the game goes out or whatever. So they get an expectation idea of what the game is g- going to be received as in a way, but it seems like, it, I don't know, some, it was some brown nosing or some, uh, I don't know, some fluffing. <laughs> to some extent, because, uh, yeah, that, that was not, that was not what happened. That was not what happened. Um, so there is that, um, yeah. So, but you know, Phil pretty much again, took it on chest. He took full credibility, not blaming the, the, uh, arcane studios or whatever, you know, he, he was just being pretty, it seemed like pretty transparent about it, which, Hey, I mean, say what you want about Phil Spencer, but like, man, one thing that, uh, you gotta get that man credit for is that he, he, he can take some accountability and, you know, just be honest about it and be real, which I think is, is really refreshing. Uh, cause you definitely don't see that from a lot of, of like, you know, Jim Ryan or, um, uh, Doug Bowser and then, and Nintendo, um, you don't really see that. So it's, uh, it's, it's good. And I think that also helps in a lot of ways to kind of, you know, uh, put Xbox and, uh, you know, a lot of people's good graces in that respect. Obviously <laughs> you can't just keep doing this and be like, yeah, we're just fucking up. Be like, okay, so well, what, what, what else, what are, what are we doing about it or whatever, you know, which, you know, he also pretty much, you know, was honest uh, earnest about in a lot of ways too, in the interview. So shouts out to Phil. Uh, you could definitely tell he was very upset, uh, pretty upset in terms of, you know, all, all things considered, but, um, respect to him, man. Um, but yeah, shouts out to, to Phil. Cause that, that, that is not a great position to be in. And I think another thing that they did mention was that, uh, they, they had every means to back out of the interview technically, 
um, after, you know, hearing all the news and which I think a lot of them thought was going to happen. But no, nah, it feels like, hey, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take it and accept it. So I can I can only help but respect and love that. So um, shouts out to Phil Spencer. God, you know what? Give give one for him. Give one for Phil Spencer. That ain't easy. It ain't easy. It ain't easy, Phil. I, I know. I know. It just ain't easy. Um, with that being said, that concludes all the news for this episode. Let's get into what I've been playing. Which has been a lot. So first off, uh played, finished, uh Dark the Dark Pictures Anthology, the last uh, game in the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, anthology, um, uh, after the Man of Medan, uh, House of Ashes, Little Hope. I think those are it. Man of Medan, Little Hope, House of Ashes. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Let me let me double check. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Or maybe I'm getting mixed up with uh with the quarry. Yeah, Man of Medan, Little Hope, House of Ashes, the Devil in Me. Yeah, I think I was thinking about um I was thinking about um uh the quarry which also released between the uh anthology, but it's not within the uh dark pictures anthology it was a totally separate game that was published by a different publisher uh 2k games while uh the dark pictures anthology was published by bandai namco so um i didn't mean to i didn't mean to get all get all nerdy but hey you know i want to know i want to know i i would like i would like to know um yeah, I'd say I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was very much um, felt like Scream meets Scream meets um, uh, Saw in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of devious traps and pl- pre- planned traps and like, you know, well, you got to choose one person or the other. Um, but, you know, you have to, I'm going to make you kill technically the other person and you have no choice. What are you going to do type stuff, which I think was a pretty nice take, um, you know, uh, outside of, you know, the saw series and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess, you know, other people, maybe not so much, but I don't know. I just something about these games that just always intrigues me as well as somebody who, mind you, is not really necessarily a fan of horror. It's been like a couple select horror like movies I watch, but like it's somebody who really doesn't go out of, out of his way to watch horror movies. Um, it's something about these, these uh, dark pictures anthologies that just feel, I don't know, just engaging, which, you know, obviously the, the QTEs and the, the, the feeling of choice, uh, even though <laughs> after the fact you, you realize that that's not really the case. 
Um, maybe my foot is hitting that USB cable. I guess that might be it. I don't know. Well, I'm just not going to do that. Maybe I wasn't, didn't realize, but nonetheless, um, yeah. So that is, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I have to say not to, not to spoil anything, but it was a pretty cool, um, conclusion to the dark pictures anthology as well. Cause there is some type of, you do get a sense of conclusiveness to it, but surprise there actually <laughs> is going to be a, another season with, um, uh, the first game and then the next season it's going to be, what is it? Something protocol. Uh, what is it called? It's sci-fi horror. So kind of like alien vibes, I assume. Um, What is it called? Supermassive game. Sci-fi. Uh, Directive 8020. There you go. Directive 8020 is the next game in the series. So sci-fi horror. Um, I'm curious if they're going to get alien like in that sense, in terms of like, you know, well, if you've seen Alien, I might, <laughs> if you haven't, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I think it's it's pretty much pop culture at this at the, the this this time. But nonetheless, um, so that that's the next one. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. It's I mean, of course, a lot of these these are misses. Uh, like you know, Man of Medan wasn't the best. I feel like Little Hope was the worst. Um, but you know they're still enjoyable. You get engaged and you know, I don't know. It's like an interactive movie, which I think is <laughs> always kind of the reliable aspect to it. Um, in a way. Um, but no, I really thoroughly enjoyed the devil me. I think it's probably, I'd say second best to, uh, until dawn. So I put until dawn is still at the top, uh, devil in me. I had them rank somewhere until dawn devil in me. I think house of ashes, um, house of ashes, the quarry, uh, man, I'm a Dan little hope. That's how I would rank them. If, if anybody was curious, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Fun, fun game. I'm, I'm a sucker for those games. I ain't gonna lie. I do need to get back in my, what was the company? Telltale games bag. Like the only one I've really fully committed to was, um, whatchamacallit. What was it called? Oh, walking dead. Of course. <laughs> I don't know why I drew a blank there. Um, but moving on, uh, TMNT cow cowabunga collection um this came out last year i've been <laughs> i've been doing a lot of catch up this year so far for sure but uh yeah finally got back to uh, the tmnt the cowabunga collection which is basically a collection of all the previous um ninja turtle games or at least a, a lot of 
um, you know, the more, I guess, iconic ones, if you will. Um, so you got the essentials like Turtles in Time, both the uh, SNES and arcade versions, Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis, uh, the original TMNT arcade game. What else? Uh, a lot of the fighting games uh, like tur- uh, TMNT uh, Tournament Fighters. And I think there was another fighting game. Uh, pretty much all of the NES Ninja Turtle games, all of the, uh, well, at least a fair amount of the early Game Boy games. I know there's a, there was like a lot of GBA uh, Ninja Turtle games and stuff like that afterward. Um, and that was pretty pretty much it. But man, let me tell you, th- let me tell you how Digital Eclipse, who uh, basically were the masterminds behind this whole collection, along with, you know, Konami, like, um, allowing to publish and all that good stuff. Um, put they heart and soul into this, uh, collection for sure. Just so much, uh, like detail, attention to detail in terms of the collection. So like they updated like the, like, uh, in-game bullets. So where they're the in-game, like man, well, the, the manual booklets that you would have gotten with the games, they pretty much like, re like edited them and like updated them and, you know, implemented them into the game. Well, not game, but you can refer within the game to them. And like, they actually show you video of like how to do some of the cheat codes and what, what the sound is like to know that you got the confirmation. Uh, they have this whole thing where they play the games are playing emulated in the background. And then, you know, if you see some cool, interesting, um, like particular moment in the, in the, in the gameplay that you're like, you know what? Hey, I want to play that. You can literally just play it from that state, which, <laughs> which I found out you can also exploit. Um, let's say in my case who like was somebody who didn't care for the, um, game boy games or mainly the game boy and NES games. You could literally, uh, since the gameplay, um, the emulated gameplay plays through literally the whole entirety of the game. <laughs> you can literally fast forward the game to the last boss, which is basically how most of the games like, uh, like keep track, um, use it as a limiter, um, as a means to track your trophy progress, essentially. So like basically defeat the last boss of of the game and you'll get the achievement. So <laughs> what you can, this is some dirty shit. I know this is, well, this is why I, I have this podcast. Not less. Cause I can, I could just get this shit out. <laughs> oh man. Oh, if there was not a moment, I realized like, man, I'm a fucking nerd, but this was it. <laughs> but I digress. So, <laughs> pretty much with the rewind feature or the, um, uh, the, the, the simulated emulation feature, essentially, uh, you could basically fast forward to the end of the gameplay and basically play and then save and then reload the game. And then like, let's say you just have one more hit for shredder to beat the game. You basically <laughs> just take control, uh, save, and then leave and then reload the save and then hit, (laughs) give Shredder one hit and then achievement unlocked. So, uh, 
best believe I did that. <laughs> um, I think I got all the achievements after doing that. Of course, I played pretty much all of the memor memorable games. Um, I, I legitimately did play. Um, and I think you can only do it with certain games. You can only do it with like the Game Boy games and the NES games are the only ones I think you can really can really only do that exploit with, which is which makes sense as well, because like those are the ones that I didn't want to play anyway. All, all the other ones I did want to legitimately play. Um, so, yeah, pretty much played all the beat em ups and all of the fighting games and, you know, basically <laughs> just use the cheap ass move. Oh, shouts out. How do, how could I forget? Shouts out to the re rewind feature. That's probably one of the best additions to, uh, you know, emulation, um, whether it be the switch or the, uh, or this collection. So basically <laughs> I was feeling like, like a Dio from uh Jojo's bizarre adventure. <laughs> the world. <laughs> Uh, do that funny, funky sound or whatever. But so basically, um, <laughs> I was, I was using the hell out of the rewind feature, especially the fighting game, because, you know, pretty much how most fighting games work is that they're very cheap and they like basically read your input to do their input. So it leads to a lot of, you know, them being cheap essentially, but with the rewind feature, <laughs> You could just keep getting your ass whooping and just rewind <laughs> kind of like uh, Dr. Strange when he used the eye of Agamotto, I think um, <laughs> just literally just rewind and keep until you perfect actually hit the person, which I was doing a lot, which is kind of fun. I never I really underestimated how fun the rewind feature was until recently now. Um, but yeah, shouts out to the rewind feature especially helped me with like the cheap ass bosses in uh TMNT uh since you had to to get the achievement for TMNT you had to beat the game on the the highest difficulty to uh even unlock that so that was uh that was fun um I don't know why okay yeah, I guess I must be hitting the USB I'm gonna I'm gonna not put my foot there but um yeah so thoroughly enjoyed the Kawabunga collection Oh, also, you know, shouts out to the, to the, um, the archives. They literally like scanned every freaking, every gun, uh, um, like development manual development sketch for every game. It was like, it was overwhelming to a point, which I think is, a is, is a great thing to be honest with you. They have like uh, sh shots of all the TMNT uh, TV show um, episodes. Um, man, you could you could go down just a whole damn rabbit hole for like hours on end with uh, with this collection. So which is why I say this is definitely the 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 prime example of how to do a collection, right? Um, my my little four-year-old self it was 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 very happy playing all these games again and just being able to relive you know kind of the <laughs> the zeitgeist that was tmnt at the time man <laughs> just like next to uh power rangers TM tmnt teenage mutant ninja turtles was my jam growing up so this was very sentimental to me personally so i do recommend 
I, I absolutely recommend. If you are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, uh, growing up, wonderful game, wonderful collection, one of the best out there, I'd say. Um, with that being said, also, um, <laughs> especially with a. Uh, Zelda coming out. Um, come on, camera. Don't you do this to me. <sighs> don't you do that. Why are you giving up? Don't give up. <sighs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't get it. Nonetheless. Um, yeah, Legend of Zelda, the NES. Um, so, mind you, I've not, not really played the Zelda games. I played, I got Breath of the Wild and played 20 minute, 20 hours of it. And I think I just fell off. I think it was a couple reasons, but probably the main ones I was, I feel like I wasn't, I didn't know where the series came from. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm a person that likes to, you know, fully play a game, uh, from its origins, from its origins to really get a full sense of, you know, where the game came from. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, so I started off, you know, from, from the first game, uh, the legend of Zelda. So booted up the Nintendo switch online, um, collection. Uh, so, you know, played, played on the, uh, the NES controller and had a, had a wonderful time with, uh, legend of Zelda. Um, yeah, definitely some getting used to had to definitely refer to a guide, Cause I didn't feel like, you know, just being lost for like 20, 50 minutes. Um, I'd be ready to do that for like, you know, breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom when I, uh, eventually catch up. But, um, yeah, it was kind of crazy how revolutionary, um, a lot of the mechanics in that game were, uh, at the time, I think technically it was like at least one of the first RPGs where, you know, there is a progression and also one of the first save systems for, for a Nintendo game, which was pretty dope. <sighs> um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty damn awesome. I have to say, um, yeah, I loved all the progression. Um, loved the, you know, the various references, little, little, little music here and there. And, you know, eventually to, until I beat the game, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I understand the hype so far for people that started, you know, with this game. So that's also what I wanted to kind of fully embrace and understand as well, which I think I did successfully. Uh, so after that I did play uh legend of Zelda, a link to the past. Um, technically before that I tried playing Zelda two, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. This is not working. Maybe I'll come back if I, you know, really get engulfed in the, in the Zelda games. But, um, then I went to a legend of Zelda a link to the past. Just a little backstory. I did <laughs> technically have this game on the game boy when I was younger. I think I talked about it before on a previous episode or so, but Long story short, I was crossing the street and like I had my Game Boy games in my pockets and my pockets were pretty loose <laughs> and baggy. So, of course, they did fall out when I crossed the street and 
of course it was too late when I saw it. Then, uh, you know, all of the traffic came afterward and then I just saw just pretty much in slow motion, just seeing each and every one of my cards get destroyed. Some thankfully didn't fall out, but <laughs> of course it was the one game I was trying, I was pretty much close to beating. I felt, um, that did. And <laughs> that kind of low key ruined Zelda for me for a while. I was like, you know what? I'm done with Zelda. So, um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I finally redeemed myself and actually, thank you. Thank you. I, actually, I actually finished, uh, for the first time finished a link to the past and, uh, it was pretty great, pretty damn great. I have to say, um, loved all the, you know, the, of course, Zelda isms, hidden paths and stuff. And, you know, sense of adventure and discovery, all of it was there. Um, really loved the dark world mechanic where basically you, you know, transition into this alternate like universe in a, in a sense, which kind of like a mirror world in uh, in some ways, but, um, yeah, it was dope. I loved it. I loved it so much. I really did. It was great. It was good. It was good. I'm glad. I'm glad I did it. I, part of me needed to do it for just, you know, to get that chip off my shoulder in a way, you know, but, uh, yeah, after that, now currently I am playing a uh, legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of time on the 64 emulation, uh, Nintendo switch online thing, um, which only play like about an hour so far. So it's hard for me to say, but yeah, it's definitely, it seems interesting. I've yet to, <laughs> I still got to find a sword and shield. So just to tell you where, how far I'm ac actually am, but I'm definitely interested to, uh, fully play that. Um, so at least my plan, my roadmap, if you will, for uh, the Zelda games. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Ocarina, finish Ocarina time. Then I'll uh, play Majora's mask. And then I'm probably going to skip all of the, all of the, um, the other Zeldas in between. Maybe I might play Z Skyward Sword before Breath of the Wild again. And then um, Tears of the Kingdom. That's at least my tentative uh, game plan, if you will. But we'll see. We'll see. Of course, I might take a break in between. But um, actually, I'm digging the place, I'm, pace I'm going so far in terms of that. So uh, Also... Briefly, uh, just a little bit, I also played um, Saints Row, uh, the reboot that came out last year as well. Uh, apparently, uh, a new update came out around like uh, May 10th. So I was like, okay, like there was a big patch update last November, and now there's a patch update now. Get Saints Row might be in good shape now, <laughs> at least from what I played so far, maybe about two, three hours. It's still got some jank to it, but it seems like it's, uh, at least <laughs> to be, to be honest, pretty on par with the previous saints row games, which I don't know if that's, I don't know if you would, you could take that as a compliment or insult. I guess it could be both ways technically, but, uh, at least felt familiar with the previous saints row games. So I guess that, that, that means something, right. But, um, 
I'm not sure yet. Um, of course, you know, you got your creative character and, you know, being able to explore and all that stuff. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to fully have, uh, any sentiments as of yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm digging, uh, digging it so far. It's it, uh, well, I almost had a moment where I was about to pretty much write the game off completely where I was playing on uh, Xbox series X, right? Playing on Xbox series X and, um, what did I do? What did I do? Oh yeah. So I was trying to play the game <laughs> obviously. And then like when I was playing it, um, it, it basically, um, when I was trying to load a particular moment in the game, um, it would just be stuck at the loading screen and I waited like a good 15, 20 minutes. So then I chose another save. Um, well, no, I tried, re I first rebooted the Xbox and then, you know, quit and reloaded the game and same exact thing. So now I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I've, I've had enough with you saints for I was like, uh, you can't, I, you can't even let me play you. So now I'm done. But then I started thinking about, I was playing like a little bit of call of duty in between. I was like, you know what? I don't think I fully closed the game because you know how this is kind of being, this is a gift and a curse but I feel more so accursed from what I've witnessed so far is that, um, the Xbox will, will cash your game and you know how essentially that's how it does the quick resume for like, you know, being able to launch between multiple games at once or not once just being able to easily swap between games pretty seamlessly without, you know, a lot of load time. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the issue essentially. So I had to, basically clear the cache, um, clear the quick resume cache for, uh, saints row. And then I reloaded it and then everything was fine. So, you know, just the damn caveat, the caveat of, uh, having a reload or, you know, quick resume. Cause I feel like the only, the only games I've ever really used it for, it's not really useful for, because like if you play a multiplayer game, it's only going to be problematic because the game will try to, well, the game will think you disconnected and then won't let you reconnect in some games like Halo Infinite felt pretty difficult. And like, um, what was the other one? Uh, I think, uh, Modern Warfare is not as bad, but it is kind of annoying just annoying enough to where I'm like, you know what? I'd just rather just fully close this and then just reopen it, which I think there's an, there's an, uh, a menu option to do that, but, um, I'd have to look into that more to actually do it, you know, <sighs> but nonetheless, um, yeah. So that's Saints Row. <laughs> Uh, yeah, still yet to be determined how, um, how I feel about it overall. But also I did, uh, play this pretty dope beat em up called final vendetta. Um, it was on sale at the time and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I've been, I never gave this a chance. So I was like, let me, let me, let me pick this up and play it. And man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a, uh, you know, traditional beat em up, you know, kind of has, uh, man, if you mixed, if streets of rage and final fight had a baby, it probably would be final vendetta. I think that's safe to say. 
Um, you got a lot of references to both games in a lot of ways. <laughs> Shouts out to that uh that uh nightclub stage with one of the most banging soundtracks I've heard in a minute. It is on my Spotify on repeat playlist, absolutely. Um but uh yeah, no, it's it's got it's got some hidden depth, which uh that caught me off guard and kept me engaged as well, which I always say that is what every game dev should strive to do in there. Uh beat 'em up specifically is to have some of that hidden that hidden juicy depth, you know, that them 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 secret combos that like, oh shit, I I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could I could catch people in the air and break their backs. I'm like, hell yeah. This shit, this shit just got, got more interesting. <laughs> now I'm motivated. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so, uh, final vendetta. Wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's very hard. That That's definitely one thing I will say about it. Um, there is a mode that you can play that, um, gives you unlimited credits and you can just play it, you know, if you're just playing just for fun, but on a, like on like the game, the mode they want you to play to unlock like, um, a arcade, uh, a couple modes, I think survival and some other mode it is, it is hard as hell to do. Um, I don't know how people do it. I was watching some people online. I mean, uh, you know, uh, post their YouTube videos of them playing this game. They're like doing some run canceling with, um, the, the Miller, I think the guy named Miller, um, just run canceling and, and dashing attacking and, and then just not getting hit at all because he's juggling them in the air. I'm like, damn, I kind of wanted to do that. And I tried to, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> and then also PSA to, uh, fighting it, beat them up developers, please include, um, legacy, uh, PS4, um, fight stick support. Cause some games just cater to a fight stick like this one. And I can't because the PS five version doesn't have legacy fight stick support. Like a lot of the fighting games do, um, like street fighter six, the demo I played, I messed with my fighting stick again and works just fine. So hopefully they figure that out. Cause that is just irritating at this point that, you know, maybe they can make it a universal thing. <laughs> and like maybe check with the game if it has a if it has a dual sense features and then immediately cut it off in that sense or something like that. I don't know. Just a pretty big gripe I do have with that game. Outside of that, that concludes all of what I've been playing. Get into what I've been watching, which I did see um Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three in theaters um, when it came out, and man, that was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Probably, arguably, maybe the best in the trilogy. I'd say um, has a lot of uh, a lot of feels. I definitely I cried. Maybe I may or may not have cried like three times in the theater, but you know, hey, sometimes they they just get at your heartstrings like that. And that's what happened. So yeah, you know, just, just got at them heartstrings. They just was playing it like a violin. 
but of course had the, you know, awesome, funny banter between, you know, the characters like Drax definitely was uh, the star of the show there. Um, what's her name? Mantis. She was funny. Gamora. She had her moments, even though she's not the Gamora we knew before, uh, infinity war, but, um, she's, uh, she, <laughs> she was pretty funny. Of course, star Lord, um, everybody had their, their good moments for sure. Um, I pretty much liked how things ended. Uh, it, it ended very conclusively, very like, um, peacefully, you know, like a very thought, how do I say it? Kind of a bittersweet type, uh, you know, ending it felt like, but, um, it was cool. They, you know, seem like it's kind of open to, uh, you know, some things, um, not gonna, not trying to spoil anything, but, uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. It might, I might even put it in my top 10 for sure. A- absolutely. I'm pretty sure probably top 10 Marvel movies f- for sure. Um, so yeah, I do recommend it. They James Gunn ended, uh, with a bang. Cause I, I guess this is his last movie before he, um, becomes, I guess, becomes the Kevin Feige of DC with, uh, you know, the, uh, fully DCU initiative, if you will. But, um, yeah, it was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. I, uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. With that being said, that concludes what I been watching as well as, uh, I think that'll be it for episode 174 of switches sites podcast. Um, if you did like this podcast, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast and platforms. Um, you can catch archives of this on uh, youtube.com slash a switch. I also record this live bi-weekly on uh, Thursday evenings on uh, Twitch TV slash they switch as well. But if that'll be all y'all, you know, um, feel free to fuck <laughs> and get your damn game on. Oh, yeah. Nobody's safe.